What is going on, guys? You are tuned into the Justin Henry Show, August 29th. Got a jam packed show today talking about some breaking news, including some things that happened over the weekend. Um, but got Julia Papworth on the show today, writer from the Fantasy Footballers, and we're going to be talking, uh, talking about our favorite players to draft today. Also, going over some of the preseason action, what we liked, what we didn't like. So, you tune in, make sure you guys stay tuned. You're watching the Justin Henry Show on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Make sure you follow on all social media platforms. And here we are, Julia Papworth. Hey, how are you doing I'm today? Great. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm so glad you could come on the show today. I was excited when you, we were like, hey, let's get this thing connected. Yeah. It's been a while since we talked. How are things on your end? Things are great. I love chatting with you. You have such great energy, and we always have so much fun. So Appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. And, and football's here. This is yeah. what better time to talk football preseason's done over with all happening. Yes. Getting that out the way. Let's talk some real football. It's on the way, but first let's go over some breaking news. Cause there was obviously some things that happened over the weekend. This segment is called this just in. And at the top of the list, when it comes to breaking news, unfortunately, uh, we had a shooting. Brian Robinson was involved in a carjacking, attempted carjacking. We've had some good news that's come out since then. Um, he's in stable condition, has left the hospital, got shot in areas that he should be okay, able to resume his career. What was your initial thought on this? Because this was very shocking. I was in the middle of a fantasy draft, and this was very shocking when it first came out. It's funny, I have goosebumps when you're talking about it. Yeah. Like, I was upstairs folding laundry and I got like the notification and I like yelled to my fiance. And I was like, oh my God. Like you almost thought it was a horrible spoof of somebody. And you think like of any athlete who spends their entire career thinking about trying to prevent injury from what they're doing. And then to have something so horrible like this be what happens. I mean, thank God he's okay. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Brian Robinson, the person, is more important than Brian Robinson, the fantasy, you know, asset or whatnot. But hopefully, as a person and in his life, he will get better and move forward. And then you just root for him as an athlete too. I think he's, I think he's fantastic. He was one of my favorite, favorite people to draft a little bit later in in a draft. And I hope he comes back from this and really shows everybody how good he really is because he deserves, yes. that. yeah. Yeah, he deserves, and you know, it's it's crazy because you know the ins. I was on a live yesterday, and the instant thing for yeah. most people is like, "Oh, how does this impact your fantasy team?" And it's like that's selfish. Like, yeah, that's, this is a kid yeah. that has a a career and a life and a family, yeah. and you want to make sure that he's first and foremost okay. So I'm glad to hear everything worked out for him, and that at some point this season or maybe it's next year he'll be able to resume his career it's just tough to see you know we you think the washington commanders and instantly it kind of brought back memories of when you heard about sean taylor and things happening in, in his home rest in peace to sean taylor um so you know it's, we are on the lucky side that he's able to to leave the hospital and that it didn't come yeah. out to be anything worse so thankful for that and it's crazy because we had just gotten an update there was one of the apps pushed out an update brian robinson is expected to take over as starter and it's like it's, it's crazy I think he was going to be. I yeah. think he's going to be. I mean, I'm glad he's out of the hospital. It makes me feel even better that it wasn't something like incapacitating leg-wise that it needed to have a big surgery and whatever. And I think he like tweeted out or Instagram or something and he was like thanking everybody for their support. So yes. hopefully just a freak accident where he came out on the lucky side of it. Um, yes. Yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of wild things happening in this preseason. Oh and, it's, you know, another thing that's unfortunate is when other injuries come up, right? Obviously on the field and you hate to see things like that happening as well. There were some big injuries this weekend. Probably the most notable was Tyrod Taylor getting cracked and, and hurting his back in the process. He got carted off. Uh, he was expected to even potentially be there with Daniel Jones trying to, you know, be on his coattails a little yeah. bit. Did you happen to see anything with Tyrod Taylor? I just think that poor man has the worst luck man. in NFL. Like he's he's good, and he just literally has the worst luck ever. Um, I don't know what did they end up. I haven't followed that one as much. Do they have they released any information about that? I haven't seen anything as far as if he's out for the season or anything. You just know in preseason you get carted off. It's typically yeah. not a good thing, and you're going to yeah. be out for a while. So speedy recovery. Hopefully, yeah. Tyrod Taylor's back sooner than later. He's a fantastic backup to have, too, because it's like he's had the experience. You can put him in. You know he's going to run an offense. You don't want anyone to 
go out like that. Okay. Yeah, it's tough to see. And another starter, uh, not a backup, but a starter who actually went out was Deontay Johnson. Uh, we saw him make a nice yeah. catch and, and hurt his shoulder, kind of reminiscent of what happened with Juju Smith-Schuster last year. Yeah. And he was already somebody I, I was kind of fading for fantasy purposes. But in real football, this team just signed him to a two-year extension. Probably was going to be a big part of the game plan at some point. Uh, Deontay Johnson, man, it's things don't seem to be going right for him this offseason outside yeah. of getting paid. No, not at all. It's uh, I was in the middle of a draft, a slow slow draft when that popped up too, and of course I texted my my friend who had been tilting over that pick that he had made, and I was like, well, <laughs> went the wrong way. Went um, the wrong I, way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like what I've been reading is that he should be okay. Um, I don't know. That's a I've been fading him as well. Like I'm not huge on the Steelers pass catchers. Like I yeah. try to get a little George Pickens at the end, but besides that, I'm I'm like eh. I don't know. I want to. I want to feel that out. And I want to see what they end up, what route they end up going there. Yeah, so. everybody's preseason darling. George Pickens is coming in there to take over. But the Steelers, they, TJ Watt got hurt yesterday. They came yeah. out. Najee Harris was dealing with Liz Frank over the last couple of weeks, and he's expected to be back. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough to see all these all these injuries, and we also saw like Cam Akers too. Like Cam Akers is still dealing with some stuff, not up to full speed. This preseason's been pretty taxing to a few different players. I didn't have Cam Akers rated very high, but I did a draft yesterday, and I've noticed his ADP is starting to like get faded completely. He's going outside of like the seventh round, eighth round in some twelve team, ten team leagues. Are we? Is this something you would be concerned about as far as the Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson type thing? Because there was even some talks of them splitting carries earlier on in the in the offseason. Yeah, I'm more on that side. Like, I feel like there have been some reports coming out of camp, and I feel like I've heard a little bit more maybe being out in L.A. that McVay is really – he's changed his view on that, you know, one running back, this is my guy, into a more, you know, two running back concept. And I think he was going – heading towards that anyway so yeah. i was kind of fading acres there i just didn't I, he was just not my guy like for i feel like there's some players that you have a little bit of argument against them but sometimes you can't necessarily articulate why you're like i just don't my spidey sense just says don't draft him yeah and so i don't have any cam makers whatsoever i i think yeah it was weird because he was in his spot where last year we saw him come back super early from Achilles injury, which a lot of players don't do. And then he played in the playoffs and he didn't play very well. So we got a chance to see him yeah. and everybody said he didn't look like himself. And we came into this off season and we saw he was rated to like, you know, in the mid thirties going to that third, fourth round earlier on before training camp. Are we, what are we like? It's, he was a tough player to say I'm either in on or out on because there was so much unknown with the situation. Well, there's so <clears throat> there's so few athletes who have ever returned from an Achilles injury to be at the level that they were at prior to the injury. I mean, I don't even think I'm trying to th like. I, I mean, yeah. remember how to think of one. Marlon Mack was great, and then Marlon Mack had the Achilles injury. Like, I don't think there may be one, but like, I'm struggling to find it in my brain. So, I I don't know. I, I think you err on the side of caution with him. I think there's other people maybe in that range that I'd prefer to draft, um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think the Rams offense is just so good throwing anyway. It's like if that's working, why would you why are you gonna put the guys in to try to hurt, you know, and they could hurt themselves again? Man, yeah. It's tough, man, because you know, with those guys coming back from injury and he's young. You know, yeah, I think the thing he yeah. does have on his side is like age. He has age yeah. on his side. So you want to tend to lean like, okay, he's gonna have a he'll be able to extend his career, come back from the Achilles. It's just he does have a capable backup in Darrell Henderson. McVeigh, like yeah. you mentioned, has has started to change the way he's thought about the, that position. So I don't know. It was odd to see that. And then lastly, we got to talk about this one too. Trevor Penning, rookie left tackle for the New Orleans Saints, got hurt. Uh, he's going to be out for a while, and this affects a lot of the Saints players. I don't know if you were targeting any Saints players, but I was definitely all in on Jameis Winston. I love Chris Olave as a rookie this year. Michael Thomas yeah. is coming back. Does this impact anything for you, knowing that their starting left tackle is going to be out for a little bit? Um, I mean, yeah, I think it's the same sort of situation where, I mean, not identical, but with the Cowboys losing somebody as well, it sort of makes you look back look at those offensive uh, options and, and with a little more caution. Yeah. I, I've been very careful with New Orleans, although I've been kind of warming on those guys. Like I've always been, I've been a Chris Olave fan, 100%. But for some reason, I just don't own a lot of Kamara. But after like watching them, I'm like, okay, I think Winston might be a little bit better than yeah. he's going to be. And maybe, maybe it's going to be okay down there. Like, and especially with, 
I, I like I'm slowly starting to chill on the books because I feel like a lot of stuff is happening down there that we might not know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in that division, I, I didn't think Atlanta was going to be that great. And I'm really warmed on Atlanta, which is a sentence I never thought I would say, but um, yeah, I, I don't think in the, in the new Orleans situation, I don't think it will affect it as much as we're thinking because it sounds so bad to be like, I, I don't think they were that high. Like they were good, but I don't right. think like, Oh, Jameis Winston's amazing. And then this is really going to bring them down to earth. I think it, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I feel a, little mid, a little mid on them, you know, hey, kind of in between. I'm not mad at yeah, that. Yeah. Well, that does it for all the breaking news we have. We obviously are going to talk a lot fantasy too, right? That's what you do. That's what I do. So let's get into this fantasy talk. This section is called the Zero RB. The Zero RB presented by Prize Picks. Use codes J- JHEN with a three instead of an E. I got I got sponsors now. I've been only on this show yeah, for two, three weeks. Time, you you know, tr- trying to get there. Trying to get to that point where I feel like I'm big time. And I got a little okay. overlay I'm going to put on here too. Prize Picks, make sure you use the code down below. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get, we're trying to get right it. on here. Yeah, so let's talk. Let's talk. Obviously, everybody had their fantasy. A lot of people had their fantasy drafts this weekend. Yeah. Throughout the next week, people are going to have their fantasy drafts. There's got to be players that you're thinking about that you got to have on your team. And I know I have a few must-drafts on my team, but Julia, I got to hear some of yours. Who's one player that you cannot stop drafting on any of your teams? I mean, I have so many wide receivers that I love, so many of them. And it's like I can't get them all. Um, I did an auction draft last night, and I got a lot of them, which is exciting. I love, love, love Alan Lazard. I love, love, love him. I think he is going to be the wide receiver one in Green Bay. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers does not like rookies. He's like, he gets irritated when they're dropping balls, which we're seeing some of them do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think Lazard has the talent. I think you've got Rodgers. He's going to throw all day. There's so many vacated targets. Um, I think a lot of those targets will go to the running backs, which is another person that I love to have on my team, which is either Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon. I think AJ is probably a little better just with the cost. Um, but there's so many targets there to grab so i love I'm with you i'm with you I, I like lazard i'm not i'm not like the lazard stand boy that there's a lot of people who are like alan lazard yeah, or yeah, bust yeah. but you mentioned like in an auction draft you're getting him at a really good price outside of like oh, the top yeah. 25 wide receivers for the most part and yeah. in drafts you can get him as like your wide receiver four sometimes three or five like yeah. it's a really good price for aaron Rodgers. for aaron Rodgers, more than likely that's going to be his his guy so I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any wide receivers as his wide receiver one that don't get a thousand yards, that exactly. don't get eight to ten touchdowns. <laughs> I think it's yeah. a rock solid pick. I like it. I love it. Um, I also love Allen Robinson, and Allen Robinson burned me really hard last season, and it 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 was really really hard. And um, I was like, I don't want to love him, but I just feel like he's got he's going to a team where he's got a good quarterback. He's going to a yep. team that consistently supports two wide receivers like consistently if you look back on like the cooper cup robert woods days like both of them were fantastic and i just like the way they're talking about him over there mcveigh is literally in love with that man and i think he's gonna have the bounce back season and all the people who just were like oh fine i guess i'll 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 try to get hurt again and those are those people are gonna he's gonna win their leagues for them he i i 1000 percent agree with you on Allen robinson and i think a lot of people are scared because they saw the downside of him last year in a bad offense bad head coach bad rookie quarterback like the situation was not ideal and for him Allen robinson i don't think he's in high he's a high-end wide receiver one but he is among the best wide receiver twos in the game on his own team and you're getting him locked in with a quarterback who knows how to use like you mentioned that second receiver OBJ and Robert Woods, when they played, were both averaging between six and a half to seven targets per game. And for Allen Robinson, that's 120 targets, 130 yeah. targets. Yeah, He's going to have a monster season in that second tier role. And they were using him a lot in the red zone. That, yeah. that training camp offseason, you're seeing him use him yeah. in the we red zone. Him. We love I'm him. And about him. Look, Cooper Cup is not going to have the year he had last year. He will have a great year, obviously. Yes. But people are going to go in there covering him a lot more aggressively than they did, at least in the beginning of last season. So there's Allen Robinson right there. Right 100%, 100% agree with you. Another player who has disappointed in the last couple seasons, but we know he's capable, Saquon Barkley. I love I kind of do. 
I, I started the off season and I was like, no, no, never going to do it. Never going to do it. And then I was like, crap. <laughs> I, think I want to believe in it. You and know, it's, it's, those injuries aren't necessarily flukes. Like his injury, I mean, he had the ankle injury last year and then he, yeah. he needed a year to get up to speed off the ACL. And it's like, Saquon is talented and he's got he's got a little bit of bite back this year too. He's talking about how he wants to show everybody wrong and prove everybody wrong and F yeah. him. And it's like, Saquon and me has the potential that you in the second round that you want to see. And for me, the value is just there. Like people yeah. love C-Mac taking him one or two right now. I think Saquon's the same value in the second round. I think he is too. And I think you see the Giants wide receiver, like that whole pass catch. Dude, Kenny Galladay, what's happening there? But like, there's going to be no one to throw to. There might be like one guy. And so it's going to be like, oh, here's, here you go, Saquon. Oh, let's check this down. Like, if they're smart, that's how they should run the offense. I mean, right. Yeah. And I think. It's Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be a lot of trouble for Kenny Galladay and mm -hmm. Kadarius Tony, who I really like Kadarius like, Tony yeah. too. Like it's going to be tough for these guys to consistently get open downfield with Daniel Jones as the QB, but I trust coach Brian Dable. Like I, I feel like he's going to bring something to the table and he's going to use Saquon Barkley where I see Saquon really having excelling is especially in your PPR leagues, yeah. the catches he's yeah. Daniel Jones is going to need an outlet to go to somebody to rely on who can get chunk yardage off of short yardage throws. To me, Saquon has that ability and I could see him having a really productive season when it comes to that. Obviously the only concern really with Saquon Barkley, it's not his talent. It's just, can he stay healthy and grind through a season? where the Giants aren't going to be – they could or couldn't be a, a competitive team in that NFC East. We know that the division's not very competitive. There. Yeah, but they've, they've changed the offensive line, and things are looking up for Saquon Barkley. No, I, I, I too, am on that train. I'm on that hype train. All right, Julie, who else, who else you got on your list? Who, um, you, know, you talked about a couple receivers. You got any quarterbacks or, or running backs yeah. that you're looking at? I mean, if look, if I get lucky and I'm in a good spot, I'm always going after Jalen Hurts because I think he is going to have – a ridiculous year. I was I was on that hype train last season as well. I got him in a bunch of my leagues. I think he's utterly fantastic. Um, sometimes I don't want to pay as much because if he's going a little higher up, I'd rather wait because I think yeah. this season is the best I have seen in a long time for waiting for quarterback. There are so yes. many good options, I think, later on. Um, <clears throat> if Russ drops to me, I love some, love some Russell Wilson, um, which I think that offense is – I just have to have a piece of that. But I'm also drafting pretty late Kirk Cousins. I yes. I think that Minnesota offense is going to be amazing. And I appreciated. Yeah. And I love Adam Thielen. I've loved Adam Thielen for a very long time. And all those reports out of camp say he is a, a spry young man. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they have the weapons. And I think uh, people forget that Cousins has had those amazing years. They just sort of yes. like write him off and they're like, whatever. But you can get him super late in drafts, super late. Yeah. You know, and it's easy to think of Kirk Cousins as a guy who's not as good. He's not elite because he doesn't have necessarily the name value when he's been yeah. in, he's been in the league for a while and he's been productive, but there's a certain ambiance. Even myself, I know I've been, I've been, it's easy for me to think of like Kirk Cousins as a mid-tier QB too. And he's performed right. fantasy wise as a top 10 quarterback for a majority of his career. So when you go back and look at the stats, you're almost surprised, right? Yeah. Yes. And he, it's because he doesn't necessarily have the same upside when you look at it. We don't expect Kirk Cousins to throw for 50 touchdowns or throw for 50, for 5,000 yards or run for 500 yards like a lot of the guys we take before him. But he's yeah. been consistent, which is something that's underappreciated in the fantasy community. And you mentioned, you know, all other another quarterback you like. Russ has been consistent as well. Like even with Seattle – He's always, every single year he's been the starting quarterback, he's been a top 10 quarterback outside of last year when he was hurt for the games. Right. He, and yeah. so, Russ to me with the setup with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, the offense they're going to have, he has a good run game behind him. The defense is okay on the other side of the ball. I think Nathaniel Hackett wants to put him in a good position to be successful. So, I really love the setup for Russ Wilson there in, in Denver. I think he's got something to prove this season as well. Yeah, I think... It's so hard for me not to see this. I think Denver Broncos this season is pretty much what happened to Matt Stafford and the Rams last season, right? I like that you're too. Putting, you're putting, you know, a good quarterback who really hasn't blossomed to the best of his ability into a team that is very offensive, offensively minded. Um, he's got the weapons. He's got, like you said, a decent, decent enough defense. Rams has a decent enough defense. And I think they will be high scoring. They're going to have to be high scoring. That AFC yes. West is going to be murder. Um, and I think 
like any of those pass catchers as well. Like I love Cortland Sutton. I'm going after him. Um, You know, the Jerry Judy falls a little bit, Albert. Oh, like any of those options. I think you buy into that good offense. And I think Russ is going to, Russ is going to be, he's going to throw so much. I think, I think think you're right. And I I think Javante is going to be a part of the passing game. And I really like, like, I really like Jerry Judy this year. And I think the cool thing about it is if you love Jerry Judy or maybe you're higher on Cortland Sutton, then that means you have to buy into Russ. Like exactly. no matter what, because yeah, exactly. If he can, if he can hold both of those guys at thousand yards and probably so, you know, probably more touchdowns for Sutton, more catches for Jerry Judy. If he can hold both of those guys' fantasy values, like then Russ is going to be a top ten quarterback. Which you have to, you know, even if he's going at the back end of the top ten, that's a startable player for most teams. If you're in a one QB league or super flex league, and just like Stafford did for two wide receivers of the Rams, so it's like you kind yes. of it's weird to see the parallels. I totally and it's cool because like. This year's Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, might be Jerry, oh, Judy, Corlin Sutton. If you pick wrong, one of them is going to be elite, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be one of those guys. That's what I think, yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. last part you mentioned, Jalen Hurts, too. I think there's a lot of – for some reason, it feels like there's – you either think he can be QB1 or you think he's not a top 10 quarterback in fantasy. Like, there's yeah. no split. Uh, there's no, like, in-between middle range for Jalen Hurts. And bringing A.J. Brown – it almost feels like that could limit his ceiling a little bit more because he's probably going to be running a little bit less. In my opinion, I like Jalen Hurts in that middle, like five, six range when it comes to quarterbacks. Do you think he has the QB one ceiling that a lot of people are preaching? Or are you more on the other side of like, no. I think he has, he has good upside. I just wouldn't put him there. I, I feel like he will finish like QB three ish. I think, I think a lot of people maybe aren't think. I think the Eagles might be better than people think they're going to be. Yeah. And um, I think that Hertz is a better passer than people think he is. Yes. Because they, he did pass in quite, you know, early on. Was it, it was early on last season when he was passing more, right? Yeah, he, he had a little bit more of those throws early on, but he only threw yeah. for 3,200 yards last yeah. year. Like, he's not yeah. a big game passer, but he could be more – he was using his legs a lot more too, yeah. so he didn't have to yeah. throw. Yeah. I, I think he's been steadily improving. I think there will consistently be non-believers in Jalen Hurts consistently. Yes. But I mean, like I think about like Lamar, like when Lamar had his MVP season, like everyone was like, whatever. Like I think I drafted him in like the ninth or tenth round that season, and I had him on, my, and everyone was like, whatever, this guy. You know? Yeah. And then I could still see that narrative again with Jalen yes. Hurts. You could totally see it. Well, it's still there. It's still there. And Lamar, it's funny because Lamar still deals with a lot of that. And another quarterback who I've been drafting on, trying to draft on every team, you see the hat in the back, one of my, over one of my shoulders, this shoulder, Trey Lance. And I feel like there's a lot of people who are either super high on Trey Lance and call him top five upside. I think he's top five upside myself. There's a lot of people who are doubting Trey Lance and just saying there's no way he's unproven. He didn't look good as a, as a rookie last year. There's a reason Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the team. Yeah. I have to get Trey Lance on all my teams. I feel like his value, uh, especially in more casual leagues, people yeah. are fading him. He's almost like that Lamar Jackson, Pat yeah. Mahomes is rookie, his sophomore year, uh, Jalen Hurts. You can get him in the 10th round, 9th round of your draft and potentially have a QB1. Yeah, I I mean, I live with a uh, Niners fan. You can see kind of tall, <laughs> and I think I have a Niners, Niners cup here. It's a smart but, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's very smart. We're at NFC West <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm very pro Trey Lance. And I think, I think everyone says, you know, Jimmy G's still on the roster for a reason. No, Jimmy G's not going to play for San Francisco. They are keeping him on the roster because – I think they respect him as a human and they're yeah. like, we want to make sure you go to a place that you want to go to and you get good value for yourself because that's, that's the kind of man I think Shanahan is. And I think that's how they run it. But um, I think for Trey Lance, that first game and like that, those first few trips down the field are going to be very important for him because I think he's yes. a very mental athlete more than some other ones. And that first connection, okay, good. And then he's going to exhale and he needs to just take those little steps. He, he can't chuck it down the field on that first pass and get an interception or something. <laughs> but I think he slowly builds up his confidence and like having Kittle on the team too, like Kittle Debo, like those two guys are the people who are like, when he's in trouble, look to those guys, they'll take care of him. And 
I, I agree with you. I think he has a top five upside. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, and that's the thing, like, you know, Jalen Hurts was going low last year. It was because he had Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager. The weapons yeah. weren't there. When you look at Lamar, even in Baltimore, it was like he didn't really have the weapons. Trey Lance also has weapons. He has one of the best tight ends in the game, one of the best receivers in the game, one of the best off uh, offensive-minded coaches yeah. in the game in Kyle Shanahan. So there's a lot to support that. And we saw Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing for 3,500, exactly. 4,000 yards exactly. in that same offense. So when yeah. you add the run game to that, you add what he could potentially do in the red zone, scoring touchdowns uh, off the run game as well. To me, the sky is the limit for a guy like yeah. Trey Lance. And, and you mentioned, you know, the NFC West. You know, there's some counterparts in there. Arizona. That's and right. I want to get your opinion on this because I have a guy that I can't stop drafting, but he's out for a few games. It's not the one yeah. you're thinking. Not the receiver you're thinking. The receiver I like, DeAndre Hopkins. I can't stop drafting him at the value. A top 12 wide receiver that's going in the wide receiver 40 range, to yeah. me, is wild. Even if you're missing six games with him, when he comes back and you have your fantasy playoffs, you're getting a locked-in wide receiver one for the stretch playoffs. I love the value. Yeah, I, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised with um, watching the Cardinals preseason games. I think they look they look good. I think they've got a lot of offensive weapons around them. Um, I'm just, this is just a fan, but uh, I just hope that Kingsbury doesn't screw it up. Uh, that's yeah. just me. But I think that um, once you sort of dig through all that, like, all the Kyler stuff that was going on earlier. I think him out there calling plays is super helpful. It seems like they're trying to make him make that jump yes. to that quarterback who is out there, who sees everything, right? Like not just the field, but sees all the options and can be more comfortable, you know, calling plays at, at, at the line and stuff like that. I think, I think you're right. I think Hopkins is going to be great. It's Hopkins. He's going to be yeah. Great when he comes back. There's no question. I think Marquise Brown is fantastic. Um, I even think Zach Ertz is going to be good for those first mm -hmm. six games. Um, I love James Conner. Um, I, I also think, you know, Benjamin, like they're all the talk around town about, you know, Benjamin being a great backup to James Conner. That's is, a sneaky um, pick because there's a there's a void yeah. for that. Like Chase Edmonds leaving, they, that yeah. leaves a void for a running back too. And we know James Conner has been injury prone his career for the most part. Yeah, yeah. We got we to gotta keep him in bubble wrap until the season opens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, and also, uh, um, Trey McBride, like I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about Arizona. It's hard because the Niners look so good. The yeah. Rams look great. Um, Seattle looks like not good. Yeah, not good terrible. At all. That's a whole nother talk we'll talk about, but, right. um, yeah, I think, and it's funny because the NFC West playing the AFC West this season is gonna. There's just gonna be so many good games. Yeah, defense versus offense yeah. for sure in that one. Yeah. And we talk about, obviously, you know, we talked about quarterback, couple running backs there. Who do you like at the running back tight end spot? Is there any tight ends you're just like, you know what, this guy, for some reason, I think he's going to hit. He's got to be on my roster. I mean, if I don't get lucky and get one of, in my mind, the top two, like Kelsey or, or Andrews falling to me early, yep. um, I wait, I wait, wait, wait. And I grab Cole Komet, who will be the um, – the wide receiver two, I believe. De facto, and, wide receiver yeah, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to throw it to someone. It's Darnell Mooney and him, and uh, he looked good this weekend. I, I think he's solid, he, and you can get him at the end. I mean, even uh, Njoko, too. Like, he's great. Yeah. Like, Brissett likes him. I mean, again, if you're not getting Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, to me, they're all kind of – they could they all kind of fall in the same sort of situation. They like, do. Everybody in there, right? I'm not going to waste – a fifth or a sixth round pick when you're when you're saying no to amazing wide receivers when you can just wait till like the ninth round, tenth round to get a tight end. Yeah, the, the same question marks, excuse me, about TJ Hawkinson, about Dalton yeah. Schultz, about yeah. uh some of these other guys out there, Dallas Goddard. Yeah. You can get those same question marks with David Njoku and, and Cole Komet. Like yeah, to me, so why not wait four rounds to draft them? Yeah. Exactly. And David Njoku is going really late. And Jay, yeah. Jacoby Brissett has a history of loving his tight end. So for yeah. me, uh, obviously Deshaun Watson's not going to be playing. And Deshaun Watson will throw to him as well. It's not like yeah. David Njoku is just some big, husky, slow tight end. Like he's a, he's a good pass catcher, a good yeah. player, an athlete. So that's the kind of guy I would take on my team. But if it isn't David Njoku, I've got to get Travis Kelsey, baby. Got to get Travis Kelsey. I feel like yeah. taking him early, yeah. he's the wide receiver one for this yeah. Chiefs team who's going to be throwing the ball a lot. I love getting Travis Kelsey early and letting the rest of your team build, yeah. especially because there's so much depth at the receiver position. I agree. 
I got super lucky in a draft this weekend and Kyle Pitts fell to me in the fourth round. I don't have any Kyle Pitts because he's been going so early and I was like, I don't mind if I do. So I got one Kyle Pitts and we'll see how that goes. Well, you mentioned that offense out there in hot Atlanta. You said it was heating up hot Atlanta. Kyle Pitts to me is going to have a massive season. Like you got to take him in the third round, which I actually don't mind taking him in the third round. Um, He's going to be a beast. We, did you see that route he put on the corner a couple weeks ago? I know he's it was all over. He's, he's a receiver. He's like, that's, yeah, 100% he's a receiver. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and so and getting him on your team, you're lucky enough. You got, you got him in that tight end position. He's a cheat code. Yeah. He is a cheat code for real. Now, obviously, those are some of like the bigger names. Yeah. I want you to get in your bag, Julia. Reach deep down in that bag. I want you to get in your bag. Who's somebody you're drafting that you find on all your teams? that nobody's really showing a lot of love to. One of those deeper, deeper sleepers. Like deep, deep, deep. Um, Deeper sleepers, like last, second to last pick in your 12-team league. Like, give me a deeper sleeper. I mean, we said we love Chris Olave, but he's rising up there. Um, I like Sky Moore a lot. I like Sky Moore a lot. When you're you're at the end and you're like, okay, who who am I going to go for right now? Like, I think you have to find someone on a high-powered offense, right? You have to find a situation that's kind of ambiguous where you don't necessarily, whether it's running back or wide receiver, where you could see things going either way. And then you just kind of throw your dart and you see what happens. And I think Skymore has a lot of talent and yes. fast. Um, and I could definitely see Mahomes, like, you know, going to him. So we'll see. And I think that that pass catching situation in Kansas City could go. I wouldn't be surprised if it went anyway. I wouldn't be yes. surprised if any of those people were wide receiver one. Well, yeah. that's a really good point because KC, you know, I think Mahomes is out to prove a lot this year. I think yeah. he's out to prove that he doesn't need Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I think he's out to prove that he he can't be figured out because early last season, there was a lot of talk of, oh, we figured out Mahomes. You put two over yeah. the top. It shuts him down. And he worked through a lot of that through the early part of last year. And them going and getting Sky Moore lets me know that they're, I don't think they got Sky Moore, getting Juju, getting MVS. They're not attached to one guy. This is going to be a spread it out offense. And I also am looking at that KC offense for potential gems. And to me, Miko Hardman, for whatever reason, is speaking to me. A guy that also was a second round pick, just like Sky Moore. It's easy to write him off. But he has that potential in that offense to play the Tyreek Hill role. And I'm sure that Sky Moore and him are going to be splitting a lot of that time. But now Miko has an opportunity to be the guy. Whether it pans out or not, I'm not sure. But when we're talking guys in that late, late yeah, tier, yeah. you want the upside that you mentioned. And you can just grab him. And if he doesn't work out in one or two weeks, drop him. Fine. Drop him. Yeah, it's no big deal. So it's the easiest yeah. thing to do. And so, you know, when you I think of those Chiefs pass catchers, I, I think Juju's okay. You got to take him early. MVS, I'm not really too big on. I think we know we pretty much know what he is. But you yeah. mentioned the upside for Hardman and Sky Moore. I love it. So, yeah, I think it's there. so is there anybody that's that the masses are fading that everybody's saying, you know what, fade this player, fade this player, fade this player. But you're like, you know what? I don't care. I'm still taking him. Like, is there anybody that's on your list? That's like, ah, we've heard it all about him before. He's been injury prone or just naysayers out there. But you're like, F the naysayers. I'm going for I it. Am. Um, I mean, I don't know if he fully falls into this, but I'm still behind Rashad Penny a lot. Um, even like when Ken Walker wasn't injured um, and everyone was sort of on that bandwagon, I was still kind of behind Penny. Like, I think, yeah. I mean, I mentioned earlier, like Seattle, Seattle's not going to be great. They're just not going to be great. Like, right. like, look at who's throwing the ball. Like, <laughs> Drew Locke couldn't win that quarterback competition two years in a row like I feel so bad for that guy but like Pete Carroll wants to run that's what Pete Carroll wants to do and whether it's just a volume play we saw how volume helped Najee last year like that's it just I mean Penny's going like I'm getting him fairly late for who I think will be a running back one on a very heavy running team so yeah um, yeah, I I still stick with him a lot of people are not behind him but I I'm still drafting him you know Rashad Penny is one of those guys I think you can't have everybody be a season-long person for your yeah. fantasy team. Some guys you want, hey, I need production early on in the season in case there's an injury or one of my guys isn't working out. And then there's other guys you want to hold for a little bit that could or could end up on waivers, but you're holding them for the second half of the year, a yeah. Kenneth
Kenneth Walker, a guy like that. And, That's where your rookies are. Yeah, exactly. And Rashad Penny fits the mold of like, I can help your fantasy team right now. I can get wow. 15 to 20 carries, potentially a touchdown. You saw what he did towards the end of last year. He could be one of those guys that lurks around and wins the fantasy playoffs just like he did last year. I'm not mad at Rashad Penny. And yeah. I don't quite understand why people are fading him and why they yeah. are taking him, you know? Yeah, there's no real other options I feel up there. I feel like I feel like Ken Walker might have something else going on with him that we're not fully yeah. aware of. But uh, that's he was just, dealing with the injury too. Yeah, it's a what did they say? Sports hernia. Sports hernia. You or, never know how how those work out. Sometimes they're they're quick, and then other times they linger for a long period of time. So how how is that different from a regular hernia? Is it just when an athlete has a hernia? I that have, uh, we need the fantasy hernia. doctors on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm know. Doctor. Hashtag not doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm gonna stick in the NFC NFC West. There's a yeah. guy that I like that was that everybody loved last year. Yeah, and I'm on the train this year. I actually faded him last year. I was like, you know what? I'm not in on him. Yeah. And then this season, I was like, you know what? There's value there, and that's Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk yeah. okay. is going super late. He's going in yeah. like the wide receiver forty range, mm -hmm. and he finished last year after week eight. He was for the first eight weeks, he was in the doghouse. Like. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan wasn't playing him more than 50%, 70% of the plays. After the first eight weeks, he started playing 90% of the, the snaps. He was a top 16 yeah. wide receiver on the season. I love me some Brandon Ayuk this season. And that's just not the night. That's not just the Niner talking right there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's bad at all. Cause I also think as much as I love Debo, I don't think Debo can replicate what he did last season. It's gonna be I mean, tough. If he does, then. I mean, he's incredible, but same thing. It's like, he's, you're going to have to open it up a little bit more. And now having Trey Lance and not Jimmy G, I kind of, I see where you're coming from and I could definitely benefit from that. And I yeah. think he's sneaky because he is going so much later. They have Brandon, you can Trey Lance are showing some that well, Cooper means, cup, Matt Stafford type of connection. Something. Yeah. They're not, yeah. Having <laughs> yet. They're having but it's, I mean, I'm not, this isn't Cooper Cup. I'm not saying Brandon Ayuk is Cooper yeah. Cup. But yeah. when you have a connection with your QB, yeah. sometimes that means something. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. it could just be where the, the eyes go first. It could be who's reliable. And, and if you yeah. got a partner in crime, sometimes that matters more. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Well, then that does it for the, for the fantasy section of this show. And um, wow. let's talk a little bit more about the preseason. Yes. Because I think it's good to go over what. What happened during the preseason? There it goes, trying to be too too fancy, right? You know what I mean? Trying to get the show right, being too fancy. But let's talk about the preseason and what was. Mm -hmm. One of the things that stuck out was Justin Fields throwing for three yeah. TDs. And yeah. the Bears going 3-0. He's right now, there. He wrote it down. <laughs> I was off, yeah. I was off on the Bears. I was like, nah, there's no way the Bears are going to be good. Justin Fields is terrible. But – they didn't look bad. Are you buying that? Are you oh, buying that? Is it's... there any way we're, we're all wrong? Is there Can any... we be? I don't know. I, <laughs> I think we can be wrong and they can still not be amazing, right? Because I, What do you mean by that? Like, oh, what was it early on? Like, they're, like Vegas was saying their over-under was like six, six and a half wins. I think it was six something. and a half or five yeah, and a half, somewhere yeah, in that yeah. range. Like, I think they could... Like we were all thinking they were going to be absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Like I think they could just still be average and like average is great for what we thought they were going to be. Right. Um, I think fields is fields is going as a steal, right? Like yeah. I, I mentioned something like fields is the poor man's Trey Lance. So you don't, you don't want to spend up on Trey Lance or, you know, and Trey Lance is the poor man's Jalen Hurts. Like, it's yeah. a thing. but um, <laughs> yeah, I think fields looks really good and i also think david montgomery he's the most super unsexy pick but i think they're gonna use him and they i are. think again volume 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 and if he if fields continues to connect with those tight ends because it was commit and who was the uh, who was the other guy that caught a touchdown that other tight end caught one i don't remember his name but, on on uh, the bears yeah yeah, uh, it, it, it was one because I think two went to commit and one went to the other. I can't way. remember. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's spreading the ball around. Fields is spreading the ball around. I think he's a very, very smart and aware quarterback. Um, and maybe we're all wrong. It's not. It's when you look at it, you're like, you know what? There's just no names there. It's like Darnell Mooney and Vilas Jones Jr. And Nikhil Harry was coming back at some point in season and they traded yeah. for it. it Equanimous St. Brown, and it's like they got 
David Montgomery in the backfield is just not exciting. Yeah, and I'm not, I don't think that there's the upside when it comes to Justin Fields, but this is proving me wrong. It, it feels like he might be more ready than I, a lot of other people in this space are giving yeah. him credit for. Yeah, I agree. So do we see this drastic Trey Lance, Jalen Hurts type year for fantasy purposes or even for real life? I doubt it. But can yeah. this Bears team be a little bit better than people are giving them credit for just off the strength? I think so. I think so too. Like, and and all you all they need to do is win a few more games than people thought, and they will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and long term they got to figure it out because Justin Fields is their guy, so they got to figure out: do we yeah, add more pieces? Are we do we have our guy, or is this a situation where he's just not going to be good a good fit there in Chicago? We will see. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to fits, you also talk about a guy like Tua Tunga Vailoa. Um, and yeah. there's a lot of pressure on him this season to deliver. The yeah. weapons are there. The coaching is there. Mike McDaniel's. Uh, they got two. They traded for Tyreek Hill. Are you buying Tua this year and his performance in the offseason, which has been pretty good? We've seen the Tua bombs that kind of yeah. duck off at times, but yeah, the one where he, like Tyreek, was like, "I'm right here." Yeah. yeah. So we've seen we've seen it. Do you think it's legit? Do you think Tua is taking the next step and can lead this team? Or you think that the Dolphins are going to have to find a different answer here very soon? It's weird because I think the Dolphins can have a really good season and Tua just be not – Tua can be average because, right. like you said, like McDaniel has built a great team. Like, just like how the Niners were great and then you had Jimmy who was kind of underwhelming. He was fine. Like, Tua could just be fine, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, the Dolphins looked good. And I, I want them to look good because I'm a fan of the majority of those players individually. Um, and I'm such a fan of Mike McDaniel. I just think yeah. Amazing. Player, players coach by yeah. train, yeah. you know, and he puts his players in the best position to succeed. <laughs> and that and is so yeah. if, if we are looking at Tua as the left-handed version of Jimmy in this offense, they got the right playmakers with Waddle. <laughs> they do. Like they have <laughs> Chase Evans in the backfield to get yeah. little drop-offs. I, yeah. I can see Tua having a really big deal. I, I really think the cool thing about it is that he came out there first throw. Play action was like, yeah. I'm doing one of these effing Tyreek throws myself. Yeah. Throwing it. 50-yard bomb? Yeah. It kind of caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think he's uh, – and it's so funny because it's just the parallels again with San Francisco. I think he's a men so much more of a mental athlete just like Trey Lance is. Like, he yes. needs a few of those things to get going. And hopefully you're right that McDaniel puts him in that in the best situation to succeed and sort of talks him down when he needs to, but also builds him up when he needs to as well. And, you know, he's surrounded by the right people. Hopefully, I mean, I want the best for Tua. I feel like he's been kind of stepped on for a lot of his career. You know, he has. He yeah. has. A lot of people, a lot of people are doubting him. He's got a lot of doubters. Um, you know who else had a lot of doubters during yeah. the draft? Malik Willis. Dude, he looks with... so good. Didn't he? He's so I look, I think they have to be so happy because like that's their quarterback of the future. Yeah. I think they were like, we'll take a gamble. This guy might work out. I mean, we still have a few years left, whatever, but like that's their future. They got it. They don't have to worry now. They don't. They don't. And he he he's gonna hit. Like oh, maybe yeah. he's not elite, maybe he's not a first round pick talent, but they have a quarterback who can come in there and has upside. He wasn't polished, ready to go. But that dude can ball. There's yeah. a difference between maybe knowing how to play the quarterback position perfectly and just being an athlete and balling. Yeah. And there's a reason people projected him as a first-round pick. And if he fell to the third of this team and they got themselves a steal, because to me, he yeah. looks electric on the field. Once he gets the passing dialed in and gets comfortable at the position, I think I think he might be a stud in the future. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's it's kind of really lucky for them that he's shown these signs early because they'll kind of have to transition how that team is made up and like where they use things. But now they've got time, right? Yes. Now they can look at it as, a, as like a two-year plan type of situation to set him up in the future. Yeah, I think he's he might be one of the best talents coming out. And he played he play with a chip on his shoulder too. You can just tell. Yeah, like, yeah, he's like, you didn't want to draft me, I'll show yeah, you. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show everybody yeah. why they should have drafted me. So to me, I'm loving it. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Malik Willis yeah. and – uh, it'll be like you mentioned, a perfect transition year. Tannehill's 34 years old, so yeah. at some point they're going to move on. I, yeah, next he's gonna year. Be, he's going to be like, dude, I'm fine. I'll mentor, I'll do another year. I'll mentor the kid. I'll get on my way. Yep. It's right off into the sunset. That's, that's the epitome of Ryan Tannehill right there. <laughs> 
<laughs> feels like it almost feels Jay Cutler esque. Like you know, at some point he's just gonna be like, "All right, I'm done with this dude." Like, um, there's a team that's struggling though, and we gotta oh. talk about them. A team that's struggling, the New England Patriots. They oh, don't God. look good. Look good. No, I wrote that down too. They don't and look good I at all. Thought, and I thought last season I was so surprised, like pleasantly surprised with Matt Jones. And I was like, "Look, last season I felt that he was the most." mature of those quarterbacks coming out and the most like real world football quarterback yeah i feel like the clown music should play when new england was playing (laughs) because it was like even looking at all the coordinators when they show that like nobody freaking knows what's going on they don't no matt patricia and joe judge being kind of like the de facto offensive coordinators of this team is weird to me and i think that is very undervalued is having consistency with your coordinators, your coaching. Josh McDaniels leaving was a bigger deal than people made it. It wasn't just like he went and and became the coach. Like him leaving has left a a massive void on his team. Who also lost their starting right guard in Shaq Mason. They lost some key pieces on the defensive side of the football. They look terrible right now in the preseason. As a team that made the playoffs last year, I don't think this team – I think they might struggle to win seven, eight games. I, I think so, too, and looking at that division as well because we're, yeah. you know, we're talking about Miami. It's like, okay, you can have just have Miami and Buffalo out of that. Even, I mean, Even the Jets are going to be competitive, like more competitive than people think. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, it's funny. You have Sala and McDaniel. You have all – cut. it's turning into San Francisco. Right? <laughs> the um, NFC West. It's funny because I uh, like when I was looking at the coordinators of New England, I, I parallel that coaching staff with the complete opposite. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're watching Hard Knocks with the Lions. Like when they, you know, they're introducing the Campbell coaching tree, and me and my fiance were like, "Oh, oh, he's over there. Oh, he's coaching. Oh, Randall Ellis. Like, like Campbell knows how to put the right people there, right? Like, yep. I don't know if that's gonna you know, reap benefits or whatever, but that's the complete opposite of what the Patriots were doing, right? Like Belichick's just like, I don't know, whatever. It's weird. It's weird because you think of Belichick as like this, this guru, the coach, and he's had so much success and, you know, you start to think, was it a lot of it? Was a lot of it Brady? Was a lot of it Josh McDaniels? It almost kind of makes you rethink what Belichick has done over his career. Not necessarily I want to absolve everything he's ever done or discredit anything, but it really makes you start to question, like, how great of a coach was Bill Belichick now that we have some regular pieces, regular coaches there, and how quickly can he turn this thing around? Because right now it looks really bad. It doesn't look good. It doesn't, it doesn't at all. No. Well, Julie, one of the things I can appreciate about you is being a female in this space and yeah. being one people can hold their own and knows their shit, man. It's it's refreshing okay. and like, you know, I mean, it's not even just you just know your shit in general, you know. Yeah. How have you been in this space and, and what are you up to right now? Um, I mean, I've been, I feel like really in this space for about a year and a half now and it's been wonderful. Like everyone is really, really great. And it, it's been so refreshing. I mean, you know, you've got those idiots once in a while online. And of you, course. Just, you just, that mute button is real powerful. That's a great <laughs> button. That's a great button. Um, but I really love to be a woman in this space. And, and I, I try to take that on. And I, I want to be a good example for other women who want to do this. And I think the women that I've talked to who do this are fantastic. I, we really support each other. And it's, all of you guys support us as well, which is fantastic. I mean, I think there should be more divorce, divorce, diverse, diverse, (laughs) too much divorce, more diverse, diverse (laughs) voices in sports, just in general. Um, I don't think we have enough diversity um, discussing everything. And I want to hear all the views. I want to hear all the views from all the sorts of people because that's what makes this great. That's, and that's what makes it great. There's just a lot. I think there's a lot of people that get jealous and they see you writing for the fantasy footballers. They get jealous. They're like, that should be me. You know, yeah. but it's or like, it's you bring a lot to the table and people got to respect it. I know what I'm talking about. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know your shit. Well, tell the people where they can find you, Julia. Um, I write for the fantasy footballers. Uh, so go over, head on over to that website and read some stuff I write. And then all of our amazingly talented writers over there. We got such a great crew of people. Um, I've been doing some content for the fantasy playbook too, as well. I've been doing okay. some videos and some, some TikToks. So I'm working on the TikTok. Yeah. Uh, I learned from you, but it's been, <laughs> it's 
been utterly delightful and I'm loving it. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Is there any parting thoughts you have before we get off the show? Anything you had to get off your chest before we left? I don't know. Still on that Damien Pierce hype train. So we got to talk right into the sunset. You know, we have to talk about that. You I was going to let you off easy, but we got to talk about that because <laughs> I was fading. Fading Damian Pierce very hard. I thought he was a mid-level yeah. talent, went to a bad situation, running back by committee. Where do you have Damian Pierce now? Because it's we got to recognize him. He's a starter in tech yeah. for Houston. We have to recognize his value. Where do you have Damian Pierce? Are you are you like, hey, he's now a running back two, running back three? Did you have him higher, lower than most even before this? Like, what's your stance on yeah. Damian Pierce? That'd be helpful. I mean, I liked him coming out of college they didn't use him as much as they should have in college but and then he goes to houston right and you think oh houston is you know you're not gonna get anything out of that but even like bad teams for nfl give you good fantasy output right so we got like the brandon cook situation and year after year after year brandon cooks delivers and year after year after year nobody wants to draft brandon cooks because it's like that sort of stick on him right and then it's like you look at the other people, and yes, it does look on paper like a running back by committee. But then you're like, well, but who is in this committee? Is it someone who's at, like, I'm like Rex Burkhead? I, I mean, these guys are older; they're past. Yeah. And I, I felt like he had this. He had the position if he showed that he could do it. He'd be running back one on that team if he showed it, and he showed it. He did. And he's like, look, I can do it. He and, did. He he showed it. And- yeah. It was one of those I thought Marlon Mack, you talked about Marlon Mack earlier. I thought Marlon yeah. Mack would have a good opportunity to come I in at, so at least lead it early. Like I was thinking yeah. early on it would be Marlon Mack, and at some point it would become a committee or or Pierce to take over. But Pierce has eliminated all of that. And so I've had I gotta show him the respect. I had him, I was fading him even in like the 13th round. I moved him up. I think he's at the back end of those like that dead zone area that people want to talk great, about. That's a great place to put him. And it and some home leagues. Nobody knows what, like I drafted him at a home league last week and you know, it was, it was kind of a live draft that I was on in zoom and it got to me and I go, I'd, I'd like Damian Pierce. And the guy goes, yeah, he went a couple picks ago. And I go, Nope, that was, that was Damian Harris. And the guy goes, who's Damian Pierce? And I go, okay, good. Yep. The like, unknown name. Going down. And that's kind of how it happens. You know, it happens with, the, with us first and then that, but I think he is, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does this season. There's there's a lot of rookies I'm excited to see. I'm not excited for him, but I got to give him his props. I just got to give I got to give him his due. He got did it. what he was supposed to do, and he's probably going to do a lot better than myself and a lot of other his, his other haters for giving him credit for. So, yeah. well, Julia, it. it was good to have you on the show. Definitely got to have you back. We got to have you back at some point. I love, point, so. I love talking with you. Thanks for having me. I, Absolutely. You guys make sure you follow Julia Papworth on all social media platforms, including her TikTok. Yeah, okay. Make sure you follow Justin Henry's show on all social media platforms, and we'll see you on the next one.